You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. by the Saints for a touchdown! It's your inside pass to everything Saints football. And the kick is good! We'll take you to places most fans never go. We'll watch from 60. To practice, to the sideline, to the locker room. Following every twist, turn, and touchdown of the Saints season. That is going to be a touchdown! Taysom Hill! Taysom TD! Welcome to Inside Black and Gold. And that is going to be a touchdown again. And guess who? Mike Thomas. Now, here are your hosts, Steve Geller and Jeff Nowak. Oh, baby! Draft week. Draft week. It's Jeff Nowak. This is Inside Black and Gold, a special draft week episode. I'm coming at you solo because I wanted to do a breakdown that I've been looking at for a little while. Finally got it all together, and I'm going to do a grading of the Saints' last 10 first-round draft picks. It's kind of a different way to go about it. I'm not grading the entire draft. I'm only grading the first-round pick, and I'm kind of looking at production versus where it was versus who else was on the board and how it kind of panned out. So we're going to get into that. But first things first, I do have to mention Odyssey is doing something special for this year's NFL draft. Analysts slash insiders Brian Baldinger and Jason Lock and Fora are hosting the 2023 Odyssey Draft Show. Join them on the first night of the draft as they talk with local experts from Odyssey podcasts across the NFL landscape. Experts, I struggle to say that. I always say experts. Yours truly, that's me. I'll be joining them to give instant reaction to the Saints pick at number 29, assuming they stay there. Leading up to the draft, also check out Baldy's podcast in the huddle for his expert prospect breakdowns. And of course, always listen to Inside Black and Gold. The draft show starts Thursday, April 27th at 6 p.m. Central Time, 4 p.m. Pacific. You can listen on the free Odyssey app or watch live on the Odyssey Sports YouTube page. It's going to be a great time. Let's get it. But all right, remember... You can follow me on Twitter at Jeff underscore Nowak. You can keep up with my latest work at WWL.com. And you can also follow my co-host Steve Geller at Steve Geller WWL. He's not here today. If you haven't subscribed yet, make sure you do that. If you haven't left a rating or review, please do. It really helps us out. And uh, without further ado, we're going to get right into this. And the first thing I have to tell you about the grades for the last 10 Saints first round picks is there are actually 11 because... I'm not going to give you a grade. I'm going to break down the last three, but I still think they're too early to tell. So I'm going to break them down, but at the end of the day, I'm not going to give them an official grade. I'm not going to count them towards the 10 because I'm not interested in saying Chris Olave is done as a prospect. 
Peyton Turner's done as a prospect, right? So we're going to talk about it, but I'm going to kind of put them off to the side and then count 10 back from there. The problem is when you do that, you get to a draft with multiple first round picks. So instead of trying to pick one over the other, I'm just going to have both. So technically there'll be 11, but hey, it's more content, right? But all right, first things first, let's go through the incomplete grades, which will account for Chris Olave, Trevor Penning, Peyton Turner. Chris Olave and Trevor Penning were in 2022. Olave was the 11th pick. Trevor Penning was number 19. I am giving Olave a A grade for now slash incomplete, right? So what that means is I think what he did as a rookie was an A. The incomplete means that could change. I am not giving him a set grade. I'm not giving the Saints a set grade on that pick until we see how the career pans out, right? If he Does he take a step forward this year? Does he do the work in the offseason to bulk up as much as he needs to, right? I don't want to see him get too bulky and get slowed down, but I do need to see him get a little bigger, a little tougher, you know, kind of like Mike Thomas from year, year one to two and year two to three. He always got a little bit tougher, a little bit stronger. That's what I need to see from Olave. And if he can do that and he can build on that rookie campaign, which anytime you have a 1,000-yard rookie receiver, you're feeling pretty good about that pick, even though you had to trade up to get it, we'll see. So this is going to be a big year for him in terms of building on what he did well as a rookie and improving on what he didn't do so well, which was ball security, contested catches, run after catch. Those are all things that I think if you add those to what he was able to do in his rookie season, which was very much spot target stop, you have a Pro Bowl caliber receiver. You don't have that yet. So that's something. Trevor Penning, I'm giving a straight incomplete to. I thought he looked solid when he was on the field, but we just didn't see enough, right? And I'm not even going to give him a grade. I'm just going to say incomplete. Let's see what happens. I still think the pick is okay, right? And so one way I'm going to kind of break this down is you're going to look at the pro bowlers who went within 30 picks of the draft pick here. I don't need to talk about, oh, well, there was a fourth round pick who is a Hall of Famer. They weren't getting picked in the first round. But if there's a guy who goes within 30 picks of the where the Saints picked, I'll list them and we can talk about, okay, if there were two picks later, then that was a miss. If they were 25 picks later, well, they weren't going in that range anyway. So it would have been a reach. It would have been a good reach, but it would still have been a reach. So the further they are away from where the Saints picked, the less I'm going to value them as a miss. So if you want to start with these picks, there were zero pro bowlers past 11 through 30 picks beyond Trevor Penning as a rookie. So there are none really there. If you want to look at some of the players they could have picked, Wide receiver Jamison Williams, he went to the Lions at number 12. I think the Saints are probably happy they they uh, stayed away from Jamison Williams at this point, considering he's he missed his entire rookie season, or at least a majority of it, and now he's going to be out six games with the sports betting suspension. So his, his career has gotten off to a rocky start at best. It's not something the Saints wanted to deal with, and the fact is they needed Chris Olave through a majority of last season. They will need him this season, so his availability is a big bonus there in terms of I'm not mad they didn't pick Jamison Williams. Behind him was number 13, Jordan Davis. I did want to see the Saints go get a defensive tackle, but the second you saw them trade up, we knew it was for a wide receiver. So I, it's hard for me to call that a miss. 20 was Kenny Pickett. I'm not sold on Kenny Pickett. I don't think there was a first-round pick in last year's draft. I was perfectly fine with them passing on Kenny Pickett. Then you look at the running backs. I would have loved to see them bring in a running back. First round is tough, but still you can look at 36, Brees Hall, went to the Jets, and then 41, Kenneth Walker. I think the second round pick in Alante Taylor was excellent. So these these picks, I think, are, are in the range of you're okay with it regardless of how they maybe pan out this next season or two, but they're in that range. The question is Peyton Turner. 
And I think a lot of people are ready to call Peyton Turner a bust. He was the number 28 pick in the 2021 draft. It was another example of the Saints falling in love with measurables and doing it at the Senior Bowl, (laughs) right? We see a lot of these picks. A lot of them are Senior Bowl guys, and he is another one. He's frustrating mainly because he hasn't gotten on the field, and part of that is due to health, right? Part of that is due to just not being ready, I think. And that's, this is going to be a big season for him. And so I'm not giving him a D or a failing grade yet, but I'm also not giving him a good grade. I'm putting him at a C minus, but with a lot of opportunity ahead of him to either climb into a B, drop into a D, right? Like this is going to be a big season. Year three is always a big season. And what's really saving this pick for me is you, you look at some of the players who went, I don't I don't know if there's another guy who you're looking at like, oh, they should have taken him, right? There's one pro bowler from that draft in the range of 28 to 58, right? Because that's what we're looking at. And mm, Landon Dickerson, center, he went to the Eagles. If you had picked a third center in a row, because that's what this would have been, if, for the Saints to land the only pro bowler so far, obviously that's going to change, in this draft, <laughs> they would have had to pick a center for the third consecutive year. They had Eric McCoy, then they had Cesar Ruiz. <laughs> so that wasn't happening. So the other guys you're looking at, Greg Rousseau, he was my pick in my final Saints mock draft. I still would have preferred if they went that route, but he hasn't been blowing the doors off either. So, you, you know, you're, you're fine with it. Running back Javante Williams, number 35 to the Broncos. Safety Javon Holland to the Dolphins at 36. Number 47, Asante Samuel Jr. to the Chargers. And then Aziz Ojalari, brother of BJ Ojalari, to the Giants at 50. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. I mean, you can go through there and tell me there are a bunch of other players you would have rather picked. I, I don't know. You know, so I think there is still room for this pick to be successful, but it's going to depend on what Peyton's able to do in year three. This should be a little opened up for him and hopefully he can take advantage of that. All right. So now we're on to the picks that I am giving a real grade to. And if you want to know the breakdown, there's two Ds, one C, four Bs, and four As. I'm going to start with the lowest grade and work my way up to the top. This first segment is going to be the Ds, then I'm going to do the Cs and Bs in the second segment, and then the As in the final segment, which include a couple you know, bonus notes of, hey, they didn't have a first-round pick this year. And so I'm, I'm glad we're going to get this out of the way early because from here on out, it's mostly going to be positive. Right, there were two really bad picks in this kind of smattering of, of Saints draft strategy here. And yeah, the first one is rough. And it's gonna be Stefan Anthony, linebacker. He was the number 32 pick in the 2015 draft. It was the second pick of that draft. This is the draft pick you got back from the Seahawks in the Jimmy Graham trade. So it was kind of a gravy pick. And If you go back in Saints history, you can see when they have this extra draft pick, they tend to at least use one of these picks on a skill position, right? Which linebacker is technically a skill position. You know, when you had two picks this past season, you had, you brought in Chris Olave. When you had two picks in 2011, you brought in Mark Ingram. So I think this is the pick when they have a second one that they try to go outside the box in 
traditionally they'd be building within the lines. So this is the number 32 pick. They went with Stefan Anthony. And this is going to be the lowest grade in my listings. It might surprise some people because Stefan is easily one of the worst picks in Saints history, but it can't be the floor. And keep in mind, while I'm not grading every pick in Saints history, you still have to leave some room for the true spectacular busts, right? You need to leave some room for the Cedric Ellis's, for the Jonathan Sullivan's, for the if you want to go back real far, Russell Erksleben, who is a kicker, they drafted at number 11. And then you, you look at like, okay, going forward, you know, there are worse busts than Stefan Anthony, especially at the number 32 spot. You're not guaranteed to start at that spot. You're not even guaranteed a starter at that spot. And he did come in as a rookie and lead the team in tackles. He had 112 tackles in the 2015 season. And there are worse examples of a bust than that, right? The Saints haven't picked in the top 10 in any of these years. But in order to be a real, real ugly bust, it has to be a top 10 pick. A lot of times it has to be a quarterback. So you look at like a Jamarcus Russell. The Saints haven't had a bust of that caliber. So I can't give them an F on any of them. That said, this is the closest. Stefan Anthony, he was off the team two years later. <laughs> That's tough. There's only other one other D on this list, but he at least finished out his contract, right? And so let's go on to that now. And that's 2018, the number 14 overall pick. You'll remember him as Mr. Two Firsts in a lot of conversations. That's Marcus Davenport, defensive end out of UTSA. He's also a tough, a tough example, right? I'm not going to give him a failing grade. And I'm not going to give the Saints a failing grade in terms of their strategy, just because we see a talented player in there. You've seen it. The talent is there. It remains untapped, but there's a, the vision exists. He just hasn't been able to stay on the field, and this year when he did stay on the field, he just wasn't right. If this was the number 27 pick, which is where the Saints were originally picking before trading up to number 14, I'd be fine with this pick. I'd probably put it in the C, C-plus range in terms of, man, this didn't work out, but you can see what the goal was here. You can see why the Saints brought him in. Another senior bowl guy, another guy who you know just has every measurable you could possibly want, the defensive end position, but it wasn't. You ended up picking at 14, and it's just, it's just too bad. And one of the reasons that this is in the D range instead of maybe a C- minus is the just sheer number of pro bowlers that could have been selected instead of Marcus Davenport. You know, whether you did it at 27 or you did it at 14, <laughs> if you look at the other names available at 14, the 16 through 20 picks in this draft, every single one was a pro bowler. That's number 16. You had Tremaine Edmonds, linebacker, went to the Bills, safety, Derwin James to the Chargers, cornerback, Zaire Alexander to the Packers, linebacker, Leighton Vanderesh to the Cowboys, and center, Frank Ragnow to the Lions. Can you imagine a defensive backfield? of Marshawn Lattimore and Jair Alexander because it could have happened. It could have existed. And instead, there was a, the Marcus Davenport experiment that didn't quite go so well. If you wanted to stick at 27, which again, if they picked Marcus Davenport at 27, who knows if he would have been there. But if they had, I would be a lot softer on this pick in terms of your options at 27 are a lot different than your options at 14. At 14, you need to bring in a stud because that's the type of player that's available. And if you miss that opportunity, it really sets you back, especially for a team that doesn't pick in the top 10 every year. But if you had stayed at 27, <laughs> you had options like number 32, quarterback Lamar Jackson. He went to the Ravens, 35, Nick Chubb to the Browns, running back, linebacker Shaq Leonard to the Colts, wide receiver Colton Sutton to the Broncos, linebacker Harold Landry to the Titans. 
Now, these are only the pro bowlers, right? These are only the guys who have made a pro bowl pretty early in their career, and that could increase, right? These are still young players who are in the prime of their careers and couldn't end up in the Pro Bowl. Some other players who were just really quality players that they didn't get a shot at, wide receiver Christian Kirk, he went to the Cardinals at 47. Tight end Dallas Goddard went to the Eagles at 49. Safety Jesse Bates, who cashed in with the Falcons this offseason despite not making a Pro Bowl, he went to the Bengals at number 54. Dante Jackson, cornerback out of LSU, went to the Panthers at 55. Any of those picks would have probably been a higher quality pick then Marcus Davenport, and you could have got it at number 27 and saved your 2019 first round pick. So for that reason, it's a D. It is a D. It is about as close as you can get to a failing grade. It's not that high above Stefan Anthony, but it is just in the sense that he did play five years on the team. He was productive when he was out there, and a lot of it was injury-based. But so those are the real bad grades. There are a couple more that are on the fringe, but those are the bad grades when you look at Mickey Loomis, when you look at what this front office has done over the past decade plus of drafting. And so, you know, when you look at it and you really kind of say, this is a team that's been very aggressive. It's a team that's traded up several times. It's a team that always goes and gets its guy. To only have two major misses, I think is probably a good thing. And from here on out, you're just going C's, B's, and A's. So let's wrap up that segment and we're going to come back and we're going to talk about kind of the middle ground picks because one of the things that I do grade negatively is why weren't they here for a second contract, right? And that's true of a lot of guys and it, it does drag down the value to me a little bit because when you see the top grade on this, of this whole shebang, there's going to be a clear reason why that's the case. But all right, this is Inside Black and Gold. We are going through the last 10 first-round picks and giving them all grades ahead of the 2023 NFL Draft coming up first round on Thursday. This is a special NFL Draft edition. I'm Jeff Nowak coming at you solo. You can follow me on Twitter at Jeff underscore Nowak. Hit the subscribe button. Leave a review, please. Appreciate it. Tell your friends. Tell your dog. It's a good time. Stick around.